Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Karen Cam Radio Show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you don't have a copy of my book, you can get the first six chapters free on my website at karencan.com. And you'll also be enrolled to get access to my Fast Track Your Healing program absolutely free with a lot of different classes between 60 and 90 minutes on all sorts of wonderful um, holistic healing advice. So uh, this month, uh, the first Monday of the month is Ask the Doctors for, um, we're going to be talking about the LifeWave uh, products, the patches, and how they can help with certain symptoms. And this month's topic is about dizziness and ringing of the ears. And I've got some additional things to ask and pick Dr. Dennis's brain. So with me, as always, for each month, and I totally appreciate uh, having on the show with me Dr. Dennis Loebstein. And uh, he and I used to be trainers for um, LifeWave when we were training lots of different holistic healers from all over the world. Um, and that has just, um, there's just so many of us that use energy healing tools like this, life like wave patches, and use it for our own um, clinics, our own personal wellness, our patients, our clients, that kind of thing. So I'm so excited, again, to bring Dr. Dennis to the show. Hi, Dr. Dennis. Hey, Dr. Karen. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. And uh, for those of you that have a question for Dr. Dennis or I, it does not have to be related to our topic today. You can call in live at 818-514-1190. Again, the number is 818-514-1190. And just hit 1 on your dial pad. Then we know that your hand is up and you have a question. And we'll be answering those a little little later. So, uh, Dr. Dennis, I'm sure you have a story for us, don't you? I don't know if if it's going to be about dizziness and ringing in the ears. But (laughs) what do you got for us today? Well, there's... There's one I kind of already told people about how I uh, met Suzanne Summers at the Genoa Airport, and she was dizzy from eating bad food in the flight and uh, getting a little nauseous. And so I had her put a glutathione patch on CV12, which is the front viewpoint for the stomach, and then her nausea went away. And uh, that was um, before the... uh, the cruise oh, that that was right before the cruise and then she was at the cocktail reception with david at the uh at the beginning of the cruise and uh when i walked in she told david that i helped to get rid of her dizziness and nausea and david made a comment that yeah dr dennis does uh magical things with the patches yeah so uh, i thought well, that was a good story but i have another one too there, there's this uh, this colleague that lives in uh, New York, and uh, I admire her very much. 
And she's one of these MDs that lives outside of the box and just didn't stick with the training that she got in medical school. She understands energy medicine and patches. And uh, she asked me to talk about dizziness today and then asked me to talk (laughs) about tachyons. And then after the tachyons, she goes on to talking about the amentum. Now, well, we'll, we may get into this depending on the questions, but if we integrate all three of those areas together, dizziness, tachyons, and the momentum, what showed up for me was an ascension process because we, um, we experience dizziness. There are time distortions when we're moving out of 3D, which is the third dimension, into higher vibrational frequencies and other dimensions. And uh, the momentum is involved with the Sanjiao or triple burner channel. And, uh, according to the ancient Chinese texts, the lining of the pleura uh, and all the um, cavities, including the momentum, which would be in the uh, middle jiao area, are the organs of the Sanjiao. And so we have we have the Sanjiao, which is like the moat around the castle that delivers information to all the other source points of all the other channels uh, involved. And so if you look at the whole pattern of dizziness and time distortions and delivering information through a form of water, uh, we we have um, what appears to me to be an ascension process. Hmm. So so maybe you can elaborate on why you asked me all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yes, yes. So this is time for my story here. Um, Well, I I think that that some people have been watching my spiritual medicine videos, um, you know, every week, and I've been talking about ascension a lot. Um, and just I can feel it in my bodies when we have what I call an ascension event, um, when the spiritual frequencies uh, get elevated. And uh, what I personally experience, and and many of my patients as well, because there's so many of them that are empathic like I am, what I personally experience is uh, with the expansion comes an increase in sensitivity of what we would call clairsentience or empathic abilities. So, but that also means that the boundaries tend to be uh, a little bit weakened again, and it sounds like a bad thing, but my understanding is like Source gave me a picture of a balloon um, that, you know, as the balloon gets expanded, the walls get a bit thinner until you decide to get a thicker balloon. <laughs> and so for, uh, sometimes I'll just start feeling stuff that I was like, oh, whose stuff is this, you know, and it'll be like I'm feeling, you know, Mother Earth stuff, I'm feeling, you know, our neighbor stuff, I'm feeling, you know, some other stuff, and then I have to shore up those boundaries again, or, or if I if it's my mission, I have to do something about it. But with this expansion in <laughs> awareness and abilities and healing abilities, it seems to be correlated with an expansion of my waistline for the last four months or so. And so I just assumed um, I actually had my uh, body composition done uh, before and 12 weeks after doing this high-intensity you know, weight training program. And 
really didn't notice a big difference in my body shape. I mean, yes, my muscles got stronger. I got a little bit more definition. Um, but when I got the body composition done, I was dismayed to learn that throughout doing this program, and I was eating pretty healthy. Uh, I mean, I wasn't totally grain-free. I had, you know, like sprouted popcorn once a week or something like that or a couple times a month. But other than that, pretty healthy. Um, and uh, I was shocked that I gained seven pounds of fat uh, and less than a pound of muscle, and my belly just was just kept expanding. And I was like, I know I'm not pregnant, <laughs> so what is this? And I just kept thinking it was belly fat, belly fat, belly fat, until I actually asked the question of another patient of mine. And uh, she says, I can't seem to lose the weight. And, and a couple of patients kept saying this to me. They've, they've been, you know, now they're off sugar completely, and they've been really disciplined, and they're exercising, they're drinking water, all this great stuff, and they're not releasing the weight. And I said, oh, okay, so this just isn't just me. And on further questioning, I decided for this one patient, she says, well, I said, well, well uh, before you get upset, let's just check to see where you gain the weight. So I basically, you know, did my muscle testing, connected with sores, and found out that she did have some increase in fat, um, about 8% of the excess extra weight, which is not very much. But she had a huge increase in volume of fluid in her omentum. And it took me a while to figure out where it was because I had to figure out what location it was. Then I basically checked every organ. It wasn't in any organs, you know, except for the colon. Uh, she had gained some weight in her colon, but she had had, you know, um, her mucosa, the inside line of the colon was actually um, healing. And so that has some weight to it. So as this is now healed, she actually gained weight back in her colon that was supposed to be there. But the rest of it was in her momentum, and it wasn't fat. That was the interesting thing. It was fluid. It was fluid, and it was blood. And I thought, well, gee, if that's – and she had actually gained some muscle and bone and actually brain weight, which I think you will find very interesting because I didn't tell you this before the show, Dr. Dennis, about brain weight. So – uh, so when I asked about myself, and I think sometimes I think, oh, my gosh, is this real? Is this real? But I'm just going to go with it, you know, and is that um, uh, that the extra fluid and the momentum, both, uh, both actually the momentum can house a lot of, like, nutrients, sort of like um, having a backpack when you're, when you're on a trip, you know, um, on a hike tri- hiking trip, and you've got your munchies in there, your trail mix, your water, you know. It's like this. <laughs> repository of nutrients, but at the same time, also if you're healing, um, in this past couple of weeks we've been healing um, alien infections, which I talk about in my uh, Spiritual Medicine Digest video, which I'm producing today for this week. Um, many of us are able to now heal these old, old, old infections, but there's some toxicity released from them, and the omentum can, can c- kind of like save us from the toxicity. You know, it can house some of that extra fluid until which time we can release it safely. And so this is a huge increased weight of the omentum. And then I had another distributor, LifeWare distributor, ask me about tachyons and about, you know, putting tachyons, something or other, in your home to prevent EMF. And that's how that information went. So that's kind of how it, you know, I ended up asking you all these questions because I didn't know very much about the omentum except in medical school um, the surgeon would want the medical student to lift it out of the way so he can do surgery. You know, on the gallbladder. In the old days, we didn't have laparoscopic surgeries. I'm that old, so you know. So, so the, the well, I'm glad they didn't the cut it out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we take the retractor and we pull it up, 
And, you know, my um, a, a loved one of mine, actually, um, I thought it was appendicitis, and I sent her to the hospital like a stat. I said, you need to see the surgeon. And, you know, the UTI gallbladder stuff that the other doctor said it is, I said, when you're just telling me right now in five minutes, I can tell you you're surgical, you need to go to the ER. So she did, and I convinced the surgeon, I said, you, I said she's, she's got an appendicitis. And he's like, well, you know, her white count's up, so I think I'm going to have to go in. So he went in, and it was not appendicitis. It was the omentum that was strangulated and acted mm-hmm. like appendicitis. And so she, I don't know what mm-hmm. kind of you know, omentectomy she had done, but it was life-threatening otherwise, and basically, you know, it would have been pretty bad. She would have sepsis and all sorts of stuff if I had not forced her to go to the ER uh, for this. And that was my, the only other introduction to the omentum besides it's in the way when we're doing surgery, and it gets really fat in fat people. I mean, that's all I knew about it. So I was like, oh, my gosh, Dr. Dennis knows more about this, and it's relevant to what we're talking about today, so please enlighten us. And by the way, folks, I have opened the chat, so if you don't want to ask some questions on the chat, you can go ahead and type that in as well if you're online. So can you hear me okay now? Yeah, yeah, you're great, and I'm not hearing any echo, so that's great. Thank you. Oh, good. Uh, I was um, unraveling wires to get this headset out, so (laughs) I'm glad it's better. Uh, So as far as the the momentum goes, uh, as I alluded to before, it um, increases the flow of fluids because of the Sanjiao does. And the omentum seems to be part of that uh, phase or organ system. Just like the heart what is do you the mean uh, organ of fluid. The flow. It increases the flow or, or circulation oh, of flow. the body's fluid in the triple burner channel. Okay, okay, gotcha. Hmm. And um, it's it's used for things in Chinese medicine like uh, a condition called Xiaokei, which uh, is similar to diabetes, uh, polydipsia, or too too much uh, drinking uh, fluids when uh, the sugar's high, and also for balancing thyroid. And it's a, and uh, I think one way to help with the omentum is to use the source point for the triple burner channel, which is triple burner four. So to make a long story short, if we would patch, like use energy enhancer or ice wave or an eon on the right and uh, SP6 on the left uh, on triple burner four, that would help with the omentum. Okay. So if the omentum is uh, is carrying excess fluid and can't release it, that would be helpful to help uh, increase the flow of the uh, uh, fluid in the omentum? Yeah. And and not just the omentum, but also through the whole um, Sanjiao system or triple burner system, which includes all three jiaos and the lining of the jiaos or the, the energy areas. And uh, the omentum is in the middle jiao. So it particularly focuses on the earth energy. And in, as you're aware, because we discussed before, the earth in the old Yellow River map is in the middle of the map instead of just being one of the elements in the uh, five-element paradigm. It used to be in the middle, 
and the energy from all the other elements or organs or phases had to go through the earth first before it went to another one. So the earth is like the grounding, the center, their nurture. And so since the momentum appears to be the organ of that phase, it's the center of the nurturing. So if we're going through an ascension process, that suggests that something's going on with nurturing that's uh, collecting fluids. But before I'd I'd go to a, a process like that, I'd rule out more mundane and basic things like being toxic and uh, having uh, some kind of fat metabolism problem going on where excess fat has to be accumulated or excess fluids or in Chinese medicine would be talking about accumulation of damp and phlegm, which would show up in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so before you I get to that, that place where you think it's okay, so you're saying that um, that you know you want to rule out the other reasons why the omentum might be swollen or blocked, including toxicity and why you're accumulating fat there. Possible if you are, if that is fat, and and what you're saying with uh, damp and phlegm. Which, by the way, I went on a week of um, liquids only on this physician's elemental diet, and my tongue got really, really thick. Um, like almost like I had a yeast infection, but I didn't have any other symptoms of that. Uh, and I mm-hmm. dealt with my gut issues for forever ago. But anyway, it 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 was this you know hairy tongue kind of thing. I'm like, oh my god, this is gross. Yeah, yeah. Was like, oh my god, your breath is horrible. But what was I talked to the people that had the liquid diet, elemental diet, and they said, well, you know, your body's not using any energy to digest food anymore so it can now detoxify you of whatever else it is maybe it's a fungal infection and i kept checking in is this a fungal infection i kept getting a no but when i asked about alien infections i got a yes which i thought was interesting so um so i was healing these non-terrestrial you know infections from when i was really little but i was just uh, isn't just me there's a whole bunch of people doing that right now and and so Mm -hmm. i was getting this coating as a as a detox sign that I was healing this uh, infection. So I just assumed the damp and phlegm was from the, the sugariness of the, um, of the, uh, the product because it has, I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you don't have to digest it, you know, there's no fiber, you know, in this thing. So everything yeah. goes to sugar, but uh, they're saying, no, it's, uh, they sometimes will see that if people have infections that they are healing, that their, their tongue will be coated. So I thought that well, was kind of my take. It is. And my take on that is that fat is a form of phlegm that results from accumulation of damp. And uh, that results from accumulation of toxins and having an entity in the body with disharmonious frequencies that are not part of your own health is one form of toxin that can create blockages and spleen chi deficiency and collection of damp and transformation into phlegm or fat. So we're obstructing mm-hmm. the middle jowl uh, with that uh, with that uh, mechanism. Yeah, interesting. Yep. yep. Okay. So wow. um, <laughs> how does this, you know, in that intense, people are like, ah, I wasn't yeah. on this show for, to learn about alien infections, but here we are. Um so how does that relate to the dizziness? 
Okay, so when you get an obstruction of orifices, you accumulate chi and or blood and or fluids, and that creates a stagnation. And when you have a stagnation, that builds up pressure. A good example of that is like liver chi stagnation with liver yang rising. Mm-hmm. So when the liver is exposed to toxins and stress, uh, psychological stress, uh, emotional stress, um, toxic stress, metabolic stress, it can't handle some of the metabolism because of the petrochemical pharmaceuticals it's being exposed to. And I was just talking with my sister, who's a nurse at the VA, and she uh, was mentioning the other night that one of her patients was being prescribed like 16 different meds. Oh, geez. And I'm going, oh, yeah, that was my reaction. That doctor ought to have his head <laughs> examined, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's like the little old lady that swallowed a fly. She ended up having to swallow a horse to to um, take care of yes. all the intermediary things from swallowing the fly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember that story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, she swallowed a fly and then swallowed something else to go after the fly, including a frog, and then had yeah. a, something like a cat go after the frog and then a <laughs> dog go after the cat and and eventually ended up having to swallow a horse. Well, that's what these doctors are doing with all these crazy meds because they don't understand the energy systems involved like we're talking about. Mm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. And... Their their education is subsidized by the petrochemical pharmaceutical industry that doesn't want them to see anything else. And so, yep. um, anywho, uh, that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about stagnation and how stagnation builds up and causes dizziness. So when the stagnation is building up, it's like a pressure cooker. And when you have energy building up in a pressure cooker, it wants a way out. And in the case of liver chi stagnation, the liver yang starts rising. And uh, then you've got yang chi going to the head, and that creates blockages in the shao yang channel, which includes the gallbladder and the sanjiao, or triple burner channel, together. It's called the sanjiao, or, or excuse me, the shao yang. And so... One result of a blockage in the Shaoyang channel or the gallbladder channel on the side of the head is migraine headaches. And another cause or another result of that mechanism is dizziness. And and often people that have migraines will talk about getting dizzy before that happens. So okay. they, they know it's part of their, their aura or their whatever's going on with their changes as a result of those blockages getting the headache, they first experience dizziness. So there's an explanation from Asian medical physiology for why that's going on. Okay, so then we might have people asking, well, how do you patch for that? Well, you want to clear the stagnation and lower the the liver yang from rising. So we can disperse the liver chi stagnation with a point that most people are familiar with, which is liver three. 
So uh, you just put energy enhancer or even ice wave patches <clears throat> or um, Eon and and SP6 patches on liver three, and you have a nice dispersion of the stagnation and a more even flow of the energy in the liver. So when that's happening in the omentum, you can do the same kind of thing with Sanjiao 4, which is a source point. Source points regulate the organs and the energy in the channel, and the omentum's part of that energy and, and organ system there. So that would be a logical point, which is bilateral. So we could use Ice Wave Energy Enhancer or Eon and SP6 on on triple burner four or Sanjo four. And another good point for that area, which is the influential point for blood mm-hmm. would be uh bladder 17. So you could use a, a YH patch on bladder 17, which is one and a half inches bilateral to the, um, the space between thoracic vertebra seven and eight. Okay. So that that would be another way of of moving clearing energy from the omentum. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. That might people might need a little help putting putting that one on because that's a little awkward yeah, yeah. to reach it's hard uh, to between reach back there. seven and eight. Now, um, yep. now people are wondering, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if your arms are down and your shoulder blades are down and relaxed at the bottom corner of the shoulder blade uh, correlates to T8. Is that right? Thoracic eight vertebrae? Uh, yes, it does. So you would put the patch on either side of the, Oh, sorry, you're saying YH patch. So in this case it would be on the middle of the, sorry, well, the actually, so on the right side. Actually it's, it's, it's the line of the inferior angle of the scapula that you're talking about, if you draw a line across when the arms are hanging down, it actually goes just above T8 and just below T7. So, okay. so bladder 17 is right on that line. Okay. Okay, great. And um, so it's about one and a half inch, you said? Yeah, bilateral. Uh-huh. And okay. that's how now, if you're using a white patch, what you would just put on the right side? Um, yeah, you could use uh, one of the white patches on the right, and you can also put a negative patch on the left, like mm-hmm. uh, energy enhancer, tan, a tan energy enhancer, tan ice wave, or even SP6 patch on the left. Or you can just put the white patch on. GV9, which is uh, right below T7. Okay. Will that help the omentum too? It would be my guess, yeah. Mm. It would be my guess. Okay, cool. I I didn't look that up, but I'm thinking that it would because of what it does. We're talking about GV9. It regulates chi and clears damp, and it would help the diaphragm area. So, yeah, I would think that uh, it would affect that area too, yes. 
Yeah, because sometimes there's some stagnation around the diaphragm. I actually find that in a lot of people. Like I'll, you know, when I palpate their stomachs, um, mm-hmm. they'll just have this tension in the fascia just near their rib cage, you know. And um, I don't know why that is so common, but that that sounds like that would be a good point in the back to patch for the this tightness. Do you notice whether that tightness is associated with dizziness? Mm, I've had a couple of people, I think, that have um, ringing in the ears. Uh-huh. And one person okay. has was very tight, and he had some parasitic stuff going on, um, but he ha- would have sudden, sudden, like with stress, uh, sudden vomiting, like sudden nausea and vomiting and dizziness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And so, you know, and entities uh, harboring themselves in that area is is uh, one possible cause of what you're describing. Yeah, and that particular person, we did find uh, entities involved, and he's a very. Uh, um, and the funny thing is, is you know, I never know who I'm going to get in the office, and so when we introduce the idea. <laughs> Of entities, I never know how they're going to take it, and it's interesting because this person was like totally like, "Wow, I had no idea that you could read my mind." <laughs> so I was like, "I wasn't actually reading your mind," but, but uh, yeah, he had suspected some stuff because he was having these interesting, weird visions, and um, and definitely there was a you know a biological parasite involved, but it, it just kind of like that I can find like for example you might have a regular you know what I call terrestrial like made on earth uh, parasite mm-hmm. but the parasite itself can be have a, uh, have entity attachments to it and which makes the parasite act differently and freaked out and uh, their own consciousness taken over by the entity so um, that's I think what we found in this particular case and he's a heck of a lot better but you know, um, I haven't seen him all that often, but only when he gets very, very stressed will his symptoms come up. But then, you know, then he'll come in and, and we'll, you know, do our thing and release more imbalances, and then he's fine for a long time. So that's interesting. Now, one, of the energe- one of the energetic ways of dealing with entities that has a huge morphic field of thousands of people who practice it is to use frequency nine for matrix energetics. And that frequency separates self from not self. So when you're patching for the purpose of removing entities and for helping the momentum, if you have the intent of placing frequency nine going through the patches and into the Sanjiao and the momentum, that would help. Okay. You don't even have to know what it is. Just have that intent. That's great. Yeah, so just intend yeah. frequency nine whenever you're patching. Can't hurt, that's for sure. Intention goes yeah. a long way. Yeah, and that helps okay. clear the entities and the the that takes out the self the not self away from self frequencies. Mm. Okay, so now just to just to reiterate for everyone listening in, um, so if you're having some of this, you know, this this dizziness, probably from the cheese stagnation. <laughs> Um, then, you know, you could try patching liver three, which is on the foot between like the first and second um, toe area, just kind of like where the squishy part ends (laughs) between the web there. Um, White arm right, tan on left with energy or ice wave, or you can use that hormonal balancing combination that Dr. Dennis uh, and I love so much, which is SP6 complete on the left, 
uh, on the same point and YHEON on the right. So that's liver three. So uh, if we, and of course with people with um, with omentum issues like I I have, you know, with the big swollen belly, uh, then we could um, use the other protocol, which is on bladder 17 on either side of the spine at the level of T8, T7, T8. Um, which is at the bottom of the scapula or the shoulder blades. You draw a line right through the spine. You'll see that's about the point, and we put it on one and a half inch on either side, a white on right, tan on left, or you could put a YH patch on the right and then any tan or negatively charged patch on the left. Or, like Dr. Dennis said, you can hit you know, the center line and just put a YH patch on the center line for that diaphragm area, the omentum area. So the that's influential point for blood, but um, if someone has dizziness, you wouldn't necessarily use that point, right? You would use the other one you talked about on liver three. Yeah, uh, yeah, liver three, and also a modification of that would be um, to use large intestine four with liver three. So your uh, your liver three and your large intestine four points are four gates, and that not only disperses stagnant liver chi, but it also drops excess yang chi out of the head. And so uh, you would set up four gates with liver three and large intestine four, and that would help too. So that's a modification. Okay. In in fact, uh, I suggested four gates to David once a long time ago, and he was going on a a trip because he was – he was getting these um, these feelings of uh, jet lag, and uh, and it helped with his jet lag to use the four gates plus another point like either gallbladder forty one or gallbladder eight, in addition to large intestine four and liver three. So if you got uh, jet lag like symptoms with the dizziness, then go to the four gates plus the gallbladder 41 or gallbladder 8 on the right with one of the YH patches. Okay, so both are on the right side, either or, gallbladder 41 on the right or gallbladder 8 on the right? Yeah, I can see which one works best in your particular case. Ah. Okay. Well, or if you don't want a white patch to be on your head. <laughs> yeah, then you put it on your foot. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, so you're just adding that extra um, fifth point for the jet lag. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to use all four patches with the four gates. If you're uh, trying to save money, you can just use one set of ice wave patches by putting the white Iceway patch on the right, large intestine four, and the tan one on the left, liver three. And that's that seems to work just as well. Okay. Yeah, I think somebody was going to ask that. Do I have to use all five patches? So. Nope. <laughs> okay. If you don't so then, want to uh, use both sets. Okay. Well, cool. I think that one was in the original book that uh, you helped to produce the the LifeWave um, handbook for practitioners, which is no longer being published, but it was wonderful. Oh, and right. I have shared your jet lag protocol with several people. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I introduced that 
protocol at our uh, some at our um, webinars that we were doing for LifeWave, and I had a picture of a cat that was vomiting over a toilet seat <laughs> because uh, the jet lag. <laughs> right. Yucky feeling cat. <laughs> Feeling cat, yeah. Now, would you use any other protocols besides? Now, you talked about CV12 earlier with Suzanne Summers. So, would you use yeah. something different from liver three and large intestine four for dizziness? Um, other than those points. Well, uh, for that kind of nausea and dizziness, it's the result of indigestion. There's probably some kind of damp and phlegm involved in the middle jowl. And so I would use stomach 36 and stomach 40 with the CV12. So stomach 36 uh, is, you can't miss it. You know, it's on the the lateral sides of the knees on the outer part of the leg. And it's the size of a quarter, like one of the patches. And, uh, Stomach 40 is halfway down the leg on that side on the stomach channel. And stomach 40 is is for dispersing phlegm. And if there's a lot of damp, you can palpate spleen 9. And if there is accumulation of damp or swelling with it, then spleen 9 is indicated. And that's on the inside of the knee. And uh, that's indicated if it's sore. So okay. you could use so energy enhancer. Are they, are they having, um, so this is for nausea or dizziness and nausea? Both. We'll do both. Okay, so how, also, how are people supposed to know which one it is, whether it's liver yang rising or whether it's uh, issues from dig- indigestion? Well, part of it's from the history. Did you just eat something funky? Then it's likely okay. to be the uh, the middle jowl stuff. Look at the tongue. Is it swollen and got hairy stuff on it like you described earlier? That's damp accumulation. Uh, also might be discolored, and and uh, that's a suggestion that it might be more than just damp. It could be an infection, like if it's green instead of just white. and um, Or if it's yellow, like halfway between just white and green, then something funky is going on in the middle jowl. But um, if the history is ex- long-term exposure to toxic stress and high blood pressure and and ringing in the ears and and um, family history of tremors and and uh, history of uh, taking petrochemical pharmaceuticals, it's more likely to be liver cheese stagnation. Mm, okay. And the tongue. The tongue's not likely to be uh, have the hairy coat on it. Okay, that's I see, and that's not hard to look at. I mean, people just look in the mirror <laughs> at your tongue. Yeah, if you've right, got teeth, right. If you've got teeth marks on the side, that's swollen, and I often have teeth marks on the side. I think it's my constitution. But anyway, you know, teeth marks on the side, and then on the on the tongue. A lot of people use tongue scrapers. Uh, to scrape, you know, the is that good for you or dangerous or does it help the dampness to scrape that hairy stuff off the tongue? I don't think it helps the damp. It may help people feel better because they don't have as much coat on their tongue, but the coat's there for a reason. (laughs) 
And, um, <laughs> you know, the reason is to uh, to act as a window to show what's going on. It's just a manifestation of the condition. Right, like a symptom, not not the problem. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like t- t- taking a drug to solve something. You're just blocking the problem by scraping. You're not getting rid of the cause. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, so mm-hmm. we've got a button now. When you said stomach 36 earlier and then stomach 40 later, did you mean um, do you patch both stomach 36 and 40 or you choose one? Uh, you choose one that's sore. Like if, okay. if it's, and also what's indicated is if it's more of a lower abdominal issue, use stomach 36. If it's more of a um, phlegm accumulation, like the swelling of the omentum, would be uh, a stagnation of phlegm or accumulation of damp that's transforming into phlegm, then stomach 40 is more indicated. Okay. And if it's uh, just damp, if it's, right, if it's just damp that hasn't transformed into phlegm yet, then spleen 9 is indicated. So I, I often recommend the combination of spleen 9 and stomach 40 if we have a severe damp transforming into phlegm problem, which may be the case with the omentum that you were describing earlier, the swelling. So here's another alternative for that is to use... Uh, a uh, white ice wave patch or energy enhancer patch or eon on right stomach 40 and a tan one on left spleen 9. Okay, gotcha. And that will and clear that will clear the damp and the phlegm and and in the case of dizziness <clears throat> it will unobstruct the middle jowl and dissipate the dizziness. Okay. You still there? Yeah. Cool. Yes, bang. <laughs> oh, no problem. The middle dough and disperse. I thought some. I thought maybe some tachyons got into my headset here. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about the tachyons yet, but just so you know, folks that are listening in, and there's a bunch of people here uh, typed in and also called in, that I know some of these points, you're like, oh, I can't remember where these points are. Don't worry. Um, I am writing a blog as we speak on patchtrainingteam.com. Just go to patchtrainingteam.com. Just give me about 10 minutes, you know, after we finish the call, and I will have that um, posted up for you with all the points pointed out, uh, what Dr. Dennis was saying with all the – now I've got a bunch of spelling mistakes, but I'll correct that before I post it. So just wait about 10 minutes after the call, and I'll be posting that. So you'll uh, you'll have uh, that written down for you, all these formulas that uh, Dr. Dennis is talking about. So, uh, Dr. Dennis, do you have any other um, um, thoughts about the the the, uh, the ringing in the ears? What that actually means? Is it the same thing as the stagnation, or are there other issues that could be contributing to ringing in the ears? Other issues can contribute to that, in, uh, including um, kidney qi deficiency. Because mm-hmm. in Chinese medicine, the ears, as you know, are the window for the kidneys. And if there's an ear problem, it's often the kidneys that can be traced to the root of the problem. And so if there's kidney yin deficiency, kidney yang deficiency, or just kidney chi deficiency, it can manifest as ringing in the ears. But it also could be a liver problem, like we talked about. 
So it could either be kidney or liver, as far as ringing in the ears goes. I I uh, was taught, although you know, very um, superficially, that if the ringing in the ears is like a low rumbling, that it's more likely kidney issues, and if it's a high pitched one, it's more likely liver yang issues. Is yep. that true? Yeah, yeah, because the liver yang is higher frequency, and it's it's going to the head and and that manifests as uh, the higher pitch. And the the kidney is uh, more lower rumbling because it's the battery and it's it's more water and below the liver and its energy is more more yin. And so it has less energy in it. And that's why it's lower rumbling. Uh, okay. Relative okay, to the higher pitch of the <laughs> okay. Or by energy um, now, in that case, I mean fre- frequency and pitch. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, and then and then there are some thoughts from spiritual circles, and this might be related to the ascension. What we talked about earlier is that some of this ringing is not necessarily pathological, but as a sign of um, ascension, or even that guides or angels are speaking to you. So, your thoughts on that? Yeah, through the kidney chi, because the the, <clears throat> the the kidney has marrow, which is the brain and the nervous system, and it can transduce frequencies from communication, as you're describing, and so that would manifest as blockages in the kidney chi like in the ears, tinnitus, if uh, the information is too overwhelming. It's like the um, the last Indiana Jones movie where the, the woman was, mm-hmm. the, the Russian woman, the, the bad girl, yeah. was thirsting yeah. for knowledge, and she, she um, just reconstituted the uh, alien entity from another dimension, and the whole ship was rotating like crazy, getting ready to go back to the dimension that it came from. And she wanted to know everything. And so, okay, she got everything and it was overwhelming and she couldn't handle it. Right. Well, in the case that you described, that's what's happening with the tinnitus. Ah, okay. Too much information that the system can't handle. Hmm. And there's certainly people that are out there who can actually hear, uh, you know, their guides or angels as clear as day. I'm not one of them, but not yet anyway. <laughs> um, not not through my ears anyway. That's not how I get the information. I get it through a feeling and emotion. But uh, some people can just hear them. That You know, they can hear entities talk, you know, say bad things. They can hear the angels and guides talk clear as day they don't get the ringing in the ears uh somehow their system has been able to decipher those frequencies which i think is pretty interesting yep Mm -hmm. they don't get overwhelmed and yeah they don't get overwhelmed they might get overwhelmed emotionally but they don't get overwhelmed well Uh, they tend to vibrate at higher frequency and they're closer in their ascension process or evolution than the other people So the higher frequencies don't bother them as much. And it's not just the ears. You can also detect with your other senses 
like the, you can see auras, you can feel or sense with your tactile sensation just in the air, the, the different frequencies or the, the chi distortions. And what you're feeling is uh, torsion fields because torsion fields are, are like the weight of the information that's coming in. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, there's a movie I just watched called Wake Up by this this guy basically literally woke up and was able to see demons and angels and, you know, ghosts and everything like that, and he didn't know what to make of it. He certainly wasn't the most, quote-unquote, spiritual guy or who you would even think would be high vibrational, you know what I mean? But it did turn into a movie. You know, mm-hmm. you know his his quest and, and his experience and who he went to talk to and uh, and in fact in one room where this one um, researcher spiritual guy can actually take these interesting pictures, they actually found an imprint of what looked like an alien face, you know, on him or next to him or something like that. And so part of me was like, oh man, I wish he would just you know call somebody like me. I'll tell him you know what they're there for. Right. But, uh, you know, and, and it's like some people are like, I don't understand. Like how come some of these other people can see and hear things, but they have, they have no maturity to handle it. And then other people, they're more than welcome to, you know, want their spiritual gifts wide open and they're more than welcome. They want to talk to their guides and stuff like that. But, yet yeah, they don't get that permission or ability yet. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, their higher self put them here to to unfold and discover it. And there's certain reasons they have to look under all their dragons and rocks to evolve, to get to the point where they recognize what they have. Mm, yeah. Can you just Part repeat again story. about the torsion fields? There was a question about, uh, they didn't quite understand what you said about feeling the torsion fields. It's like the, the weight, like when you have, uh, some like an object moving through water, it leaves a wave behind it. Well, the torsion fields mm-hmm. is like the wake of particles of information or or waves of distortion that is coming from spirit or other dimensions or just information even in this dimension that is uh, <clears throat> before us that's answering our questions. So... Uh, if you notice what's going on in your field, like if you develop spatial clairvoyance, then uh, you you have better sensitivity, or in other words, you're developing your intuition for being able to notice those torsion fields, which is information, waves of information. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. Um, we have somebody who's very active here in the chat, uh, wants to know, uh, I'll, tell, I'll just share with you a couple of Do you know about ELF <laughs> waves, EMF frequency direct energy weapons, silent genocide weapons, satellite weapons? Um, he says the root word of pharmakia, modern-day satanic witchcraft vaccines are also deadly. <laughs> Obviously, this guy's very opinionated. Yep, I totally agree with that. Don't take pharmacia or vaccines. <laughs> so I'll let right. you handle that one. <laughs> right. Well, I, I totally agree with what you said about the vaccines. And they're, they're even spiked with, uh, with enzymes and hormones that are intentionally designed to 
incapacitate macrophage activation factor, which uh, macrophages go after cancers that are forming. So if you disinhibit that, uh, you're going to trigger uh, cancer. So that that's uh, what I just said was the reason that some natural doctors have been assassinated because they were doing research on that and came out with it in public. So if I end up dead, it was not suicide, everybody. Yes, yes, same here. <laughs> Although right. I, you know, people get, get concerned. They're like, are you going to be okay? I said, well, I do have a protection detail on me, so I do believe that I will finish mm-hmm. my uh, soul's mission in this lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also not famous enough to, you know, <laughs> right. to be of that much consequence to the power right. Even though we've been and... doing this show for three years, this is the end of our third year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so, right. Uh, uh, and, and also, as far as his other observation about uh, e- ELF, uh, yes, I'm familiar with that, including the HARP weapons and and also uh, the the Navy's uh, telecommunications network that's interfering with sea life and how dolphins and whales communicate. Mm-hmm. And it's a very unfortunate consequence of that. And also... Uh, I, I did research for Elf Labs, people that developed the Tesla watch and the light beam generator, and uh, that was um, in about 2003, I believe, 2002-2003. I was in Florida at the University of Miami teaching exercise science, and and I met the owners of the Elf Lab and and did some research on the Tesla watch for them. So, yeah, I'm familiar with ELF. Yep, know about it. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So if you have another question for Dr. Dennis, it does not have to be related to our topic for today. Um, You can give us a call at 818-514-1190 and just hit 1. And just know you can't do it from a Skype line because I do need to be able to unmute your line and tell you which line it is, which I need the numbers for. So 818-514-1190 and just hit 1. If you have a question, again, related to any of the patches of the LifeWave um, the LifeWave protocols. So I have these protocols uh, that we've talked about today for the dizziness, nausea, and the ringing in the ears uh, typed up for you in a blog, which I will have ready for you in about 10 minutes. Um, now, do you want to speak a little bit about uh, the whole, uh, now that we've kind of said it, uh, what the heck are tachyons and why, you know, what's, how is that relevant to anything we're talking about and why would anybody want some sort of tachyon uh, I don't know, products, you know, in their home. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know too much well, about them. If you remember uh, the Star Trek Next Generation, Data used to uh, look at the sensors and talk about how uh, tachyon field emissions were increasing, and that would indicate uh, time distortions because mm-hmm. uh, t- that's that's what tachyons do. They uh, they come out of the zero-point energy field, and they have no mass, no frequencies, because they're from source, zero-point energy. And that speaks to the original source of all healing. When you drop your heart field into zero-point energy and connect that field with source, and it always is source anyway, it's just that people's consciousness tends to block the connection. But uh, that's that's all you need to heal is going to zero-point energy and, and connecting the field of the heart with source. And that's 
the source of all true medicine right there. That's the bottom line. And uh, the manifestation of that field is tachyon emissions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that something measurable? Well, yeah, and with these crystals that are uh, subtle organizing energy fields, uh, you can transform neutral tachyons into frequencies. And and that's parallel to the, the Enzo or the Tao, just the circle that represents no charge, no, no field charge and no frequency, and just the Tao. That's the Tao. And it splits into yin and yang where you have a positive and negative charge and, uh, and frequencies going on, high and low frequencies. So high frequencies yang, low frequencies yin. So the, the, the Tao can be split into the yin and yang, just like the, the tachyon particles in the, in the zero-point energy field can be split with a subtle, subtle organizing energy field into frequencies. And, and those frequencies can then take care of or manifest uh, different things that may be influenced by intuition. Uh, the, the kind of radiation we're talking about is called Cherenkov radiation, which in the presence of an electrical charge that the tachyons will emit. Hmm. So the, the charge can be your consciousness or our intuition asking spirit or spirit through the zero point energy field to regulate the tachyons in a certain way. So our consciousness is like a, a subtle organizing energy field that will direct the tachyons into manifesting a frequency, and then the frequency can work for healing, just like the uh, the Rife uh, machine generates frequency, or like somebody practicing qigong can generate frequency with their consciousness and and uh, intuition and thought, and and tachyons, by the way travel faster than light so they can't be measured with light devices or things that we can see because they're in the quantum so, area yeah they're in the quantum right and they're they're, okay. they're more regulated by thought and intuition than they are by light frequency okay well and uh so dr dennis lately um uh, when I've been doing some healing work, I've been guided to uh, download, so to speak, for lack of a better word, um, download uh, positive frequencies or morphed fields of representations of certain things for certain people for healing. For example, somebody may not have, if you will, the morphic field for joy, or they don't know, uh-huh. they've never experienced joy. So I've been uh, downloading that morphic field for joy. Um, a couple of, uh, um, I think it was last, yeah, last week we did a, um, a session with Jenny No on the radio show, because uh, people want to expand their spiritual gifts, and my, you know, what I said to them was that, um, be careful what you wish for, because, you know, I, I downloaded a dial to dial up or dial down my spiritual gifts, and, uh, decided to dial three out of the six, uh, at once, <laughs> and got some interesting uh-huh. effects. Yeah. 
uh, a overwhelming. Nice pattern. So I was like, okay, dial it back, dial it back, dial it back. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'm actually even creating or co-creating new so-called new morphic fields that have never been created before because that person's, you know, soul's mission or healing or whatever requires particular new things. So this sounds like it's on that level where we're creating things from our intention and focused thought. Yeah, yeah, we can create patterns in the energy field in our own torsion waves or or, Mm -hmm. or torsion spins. And, in fact, uh, one way to heal in that realm is to counter-rotate a torsion field that's uh, rotating one way and has a certain energy pattern. You can disrupt the energy pattern and counter-rotate the field and correct or balance it. Interesting. So are there ways in which you would use um, patches or life ray products to kind of amplify, um, I mean, outside of, you know, dizziness and mental swelling or whatever, that you would amplify oh, yeah. your intentions using this For idea? sure. I do that all the time. In fact, mm-hmm. I use the patches as crystals the way the ancient alchemists used to use crystals because crystals can hold an energy field or if you transform an energetic pattern the crystals can hold the field so the the patches contain crystals and they can maintain or hold the energetic field that of transformed or of of asked spirit to come in and help transform longer it holds them longer so the patches Mm. can reinforce the energetic change longer yeah, and that's why a lot of times we're saying, and you've really kind of uh, outlined exactly what you're talking about, is that with when you're doing the patches, you might as well do it with intention, not just, oh, I'm yeah, going to exactly. at this point. Yeah, just right. go ahead. I am, my intention is to heal this, whatever underlying issue is causing my dizziness, or my intention is to, you know, increase my energy or, and, uh, or you know, like you said before, my intention is to add frequency nine to make sure that my energy matrix can discern between self and not self and get rid of it. Whatever is not self, including entities. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, as you know, that's what makes acupuncture work so well because of yeah. our intent and, and the, the tachyon, slash frequency changes that we're putting into the needle when we're vibrating it with our chi as we put it in. So you're not just throwing metal into some flesh and working some kind of physiological mechanism on the nervous system. You're actually using intent and playing with the tachyon field and the frequency field and torsion fields around the acupuncture point when you're putting a needle in with intent. Yeah, very cool. That is so cool. Uh, I have to figure out how to spell tachyon here. T a c h y o n s. Y o n. You got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tachyon. Okay. All right. I'm gonna put that on the tags. <laughs> the <laughs> faster, the faster than light particle with an imaginary mass field. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Well, I don't see anybody's hand up here, and no other uh, guests on the uh, on the chat that wants to to ask some questions. So, uh, anything you want to add, Doctor Dennis, before we end for today on our topic? Well, I'm good. I think we had a great discussion, and I love our interaction, and I look forward to next month. Yeah, 
Yeah, me too. Me too. So if there's anybody that has any pressing concerns or things that you want to make sure that we cover for next month, uh, please let us know. And just so you know, everyone on the call, that um, starting um, October 3rd, uh, which is a Monday, I will be launching with From Heartache to Joy as a, as a Talent Summit speaker, focusing on uh, entities and clearing entities. So it's going to be like a one-and-a-half, two-hour show starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And so I will be moving this regular radio show to uh, – 3 p.m. Eastern from that moment on. So from October 3rd on, it's going to be 3 p.m. with Dr. Dennis and I on that day. And thereafter, each show will be 3 p.m., which will be 12 uh, p.m. Pacific uh, starting in October. So just giving everyone a heads up with that. And thank you so much, Dr. Dennis. This has been awesome. And um, it it makes uh, so much more sense to me. I'm actually really excited about the momentum now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's and, a good segue uh, for your uh, entity clearing show, too. Yes. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Okay, and thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. Thank you, Dr. Karen. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.